The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com. Welcome to a brand new episode. Name of the episode is Daddy Saddle. It was almost it was almost give them a blow, but uh, we, I didn't want to run into any trouble with you know iTunes on that. <laughs> so it's Daddy Saddle. Uh, everybody made it. Jay is here. Rebecca is here. Everybody made it uh, this time. What a great time uh, recording this episode. So uh, we're happy that you can listen to it. A um, couple of things uh, regarding this. Uh, no, no, no. Just just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. We're all having a great time on this episode. Of course, uh, this podcast is free to you thanks to our fine, fine sponsors. Talking about the Nerd Store in the Valley Fair Mall and Dr. Volt's Comet Connection at 2043 East, 3300 South. They've got a big uh, Funko Pop event happening at the Nerd Store uh, this week. So, uh... We'll tell you about it here in this episode. Pay attention to that. And uh, Dr. Volts are giving away all kinds of great stuff, so pay attention to that. Also brought to you by Live at the Eccles presents Mystery Science Theater 3000 Live, the time bubble tour, turning the cheesiest movie into the funniest thing live on stage. And for tickets, uh, visit liveattheeccles.com. Also, if you stay till the very end of this episode, earlier this week we interviewed uh, Nate Bagel, Beagle, excuse me, Nate Beagle from uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. He is the voice and the puppeteer of Crow T. Robot on this live presentation of Mystery Science Theater. And if you get a chance to see this show, God, it's so much fun. I had a great time the last time they came through. So stay uh, to the end of the episode for the interview with with Crow T. Robot. (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned for that. Anyway, let's get to the episode. Oh, don't forget our Patreon. That's uh, that's where the extra love comes in. If you love this uh, show and you want to show us a little extra love, geekshowgotthiscovered.com is our Patreon. Go there. We're getting our deep dives of Hawkeye ready for you. You'll get some this week, I promise you. All right? Let's get to it. Daddy Saddle. Pleased to enjoy. <laughs> Welcome back. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hope you missed us. Hello. Everybody's here today. Oh, y'all look good. Shannon, you especially. Yeah. (laughs) He looks comfy. (laughs) Salute the comfy right there. He's he's the the slouch master general. He's Shannon Barnson, everyone. Oh, hi, guys. Everything's great. (laughs) We can tell. Yeah. 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 You're selling it. Yeah. It's fucking everything's fantastic. <laughs> okay. I believe him. I do. Uh, our returning champion, Jay Whitaker, everybody. Yeah, what's hey. up? Everything's fucking awesome. Well, am I not supposed to swear in the first minute of the podcast? 30 no, seconds. Oh, we're six You're minutes good. in. We're good. Oh, okay. No. Oh. And, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the first 30 seconds of the actual video recording. You oh, the, okay. the liveness. And, and yeah, even cool. then, it's the, it's the F-bombs you want to keep to a minimum. Okay, well, shit, yeah, like everything. Yeah, shit, 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 yeah, like, you're good. I'm having, yo, everything's the shit, and um, check me out. I'm I'm slowly uh, penetrating NYC. What? I'll be at the Knitting Factory tomorrow in Brooklyn. 
and I'll be at the asylum next month in January. So uh, uh, NYC asylum and then uh, possibly the stand. So if you're in the NYC area, come fucks with your boy. Love y'all. Well, just uh, go to uh, your website for If dates? it's up. I don't know if it's up. I don't think I have the rights to my own domain anymore. Well, then, I think somebody snuck and bought the shit from underneath me. Then follow him on social media. You petty bitches. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can buy it. All right, she will too. You know that. I Jake. know she will. Uh, yeah. She will got, buy your. She will buy your domain. She's Rebecca Frost. Everybody. I got a. I got a reminder email from GoDaddy because I buy my domains through GoDaddy, and it's like, hey, one of the, your domains is up for renewal, and it's DingleFights.com. Oh, I love it. Yo, yo, love what? it. I remember Dingle Fights. When? When? No, I need the back. Dingle story. Fights Good. was awesome. Uh, I also forgot I had DingleFights.com. So. A Dingle Fight. Explain this to me. Is this like tape the sword up and fight with the Dingles? I mean, or... it can, whatever you want it to be, baby. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't built a site for it, so it He's can got... be anything. He's not sure what a dingle is. He's Tony uh, Quad T, too tall Tony. It's just so many definitions to choose from. I guess yeah. it depends on the day of the week. I know. Isn't a dingle the thing for an iPod or an iPhone? Yeah, that would be a dongle. 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 Okay. Yep. Well, check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony. Maybe I'll start defining dingle on my Twitter <laughs> account. Probably not, though, but maybe. Or on the Gadget Spot podcast. It's worth a try. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Lee George Cade, everybody. Hi. Hey, I, I don't have a lot of news, but I do have one piece of exciting news. Are you ready for this? Renewed yes. for season four. What? <laughs> I'm just making shit up. Oh, oh, okay. oh I got okay. I got nothing. Lee, I got nothing. I Lee thought you guys would renewed. be excited about that. Yeah, uh, I'm renewed. Our host, Carrie Jackson. Oh, hi. Bam, yeah, Monday. Bam, bam, bam. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. All right. Renewed for season 200,000. Not yet. Carrie, Seriously. Not yet. Carrie, before, <laughs> before you get into the news, um, I'm really excited to say that uh, we have a sponsor today. Word? We have a new sponsor. Yep. A new sponsor? What? A new sponsor. I was going to tell you guys beforehand, but we just, we just finalized the deal. Uh, today's episode of Geek Show Podcast is sponsored by Kenner's Daddy Saddle. Um, you can oh get those God, today at, <laughs> uh, at, at a fine missed opportunity to call it the daddle. It's the yes. daddy saddle from, <laughs> from Kenner. Uh, it's four ninety nine at LaBelle's um, or LaBelle. at uh, Lionel Playworld near you or your local Warwolf. Uh, giddy up old daddy for hours of the most exciting fun any child and parent ever had playing together. Right. Real looking saddle with horn, I'm stirrups, girth, and real tooled leather. Western trim, vinyl oh. skim coat over foam rubber. Looks like the real leather fits any size daddy. Is this for the children or the parents? You can ride, yeah. you can ride your daddy all afternoon long. I think it might be for perverts. Four yeah. ninety nine at your local LaBelle's. I've seen Actually, this on no, I've seen, I've, I've yeah. seen this advertisement as well. If you uh, go to Gibson's and tell them you heard it on Geek Show, you get 10% right. off. Yeah. 10% yeah. off of 4.99. Now, the best part is right. if you actually do see this print ad on my Facebook page, I, I, f I found it. It's lovely. Uh, there's the kid sitting with his toy rifle on his dad's back on the daddy saddle. But there's a little girl riding on a box because, like, her dad went for cigarettes and never came back. <laughs> Seriously, like, how, how did they not call it the daddle? Like, exactly. I'm with Rebecca. I'm, I'm team yeah. Rebecca on this. Daddle should have been a thing. And, yeah, well, go get your daddle. And um, use promo and code Dingle Fights. And ride your daddle all afternoon long. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a video game called Dingle Fighter. And 
<laughs> uh, Stacy <O> rating. <laughs> Stacy says the safe word is bargain. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, a solid safe word. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Stacy. All right. Uh, let's. Uh, oh, we got to raise a glass. We got a couple of them here. Two syllable safe words are the best. Fucking William ever. Shatner. Who saw that coming? I know, right? One. He's, he's never gonna no. die. Human alcohol beer. I drank all my root beer, so you can't see what it says. Mine's made of, my my seltzer's made of quinoa. <laughs> raise a slurm. Quinoa. Raise, raise a slurm. It's um, Mike Nesmith. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw yeah. his face. I was a yeah. believer. Yep. He, uh, he of the monkeys, the one with the wool cap on, uh, he, uh, he, 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 he tripped out. He went away. Is he, he the was... one that wrote Head, or was that the other one? Uh, Jack Nicholson helped write Head. And I know um, he directed it. Oh, Nicholson directed it. That's right. Yeah. Um, Head is a, a monkeys movie. Uh, yeah, but, but here's the thing about Michael Nesmith is that, you know, everybody knows about the liquid paper fortune and all of that. But did you know? Well, Rolling Stone is crediting him with inventing the music video. Interesting. Oh, really? It's true. It's yeah. true. There was a little project he did called Elephant Parts. It was uh, and it was on a VHS, and he is the guy who created the idea of having a story to the song in the video and recreating it. And uh, yeah, so well, there's that. And the, and the monkeys we... kind of started that in a way too. Anyway, talk yeah. into your microphone more, Shannon. I, he, I, I know you're cozy, but I wasn't yeah. leaned back enough. He, uh, he also uh, invested in a uh, series of businesses and movies, including Repo Man and Tape Heads. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. Now, uh, let's go back to this liquid paper thing for a minute. He invented Whiteout? No, no his, his, mom. his mother did. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm. That is and, uh, yeah. Accidentally. He uh, he uh, said, uh, it feels like uh, the monkeys, we should be writing our own songs. And... Uh, uh, of course, the the people that created the monkeys said, "No, we're we're going to have these songwriters do it." He says, "Well, I've got a song I'd I'd like to uh, to submit." He says, no, 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 not you're not a songwriter. You're you're an actor. You're you're not a songwriter. And so he took the song and he uh, <laughs> he gave it to Linda Ronstadt, and it was a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, Mike Nesmith also raise a glass. This one will. This one will hit some of us pretty hard. Masayuki Uemura, creator of the NES and SNES, yep. uh, died, age 78. Damn. He was 78? He was, yeah. Wow. Uh, he said that uh, he, was, uh, he was working at this uh, company, and he says, President Yamauchi told me to make a video game system, one that could play games on cartridges. Yep. He always liked to call me after he had had a few drinks, so I didn't think much of it. I just said, sure, boss. <laughs> and I hung, I hung up. It wasn't until the next morning when he came up to me sober and said, you know, that thing we talked about, it. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> so. Well, not a lot of people know that Nintendo is actually a very old company. Mm -hmm. yes, I think they're close to 100 years old, if not older, and they were a card manufacturing company. They made playing cards. Yes. And other things like that. That I did they, know. I then did they know broke they into cards first. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. they broke into video games in the eighties. All right, let's get to the news, the big news this week, and I I know how Lee feels about this, but uh, Cowboy Bebop canceled by Netflix after one season. No, see, I'm who sad could, about who, this. I really liked that first who season. Who could have possibly seen this coming? Neckbeards <laughs> <Right? laughs> one. 
Sorry, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Not that yeah. you're a neckbeard, Lee, but <laughs> they doomed it from before it was even out by complaining yeah. about, nobody can remake this. It's, it's, more com- it's more complicated than that, though. Yes, the neckbeards did not help, and the fact that people like me are being lumped in with the people that got pissed because they didn't do Faye Valentine's costume skimpy enough. Um, <laughs> you can... This, this is the way I've best described it to myself because I loved the way it looked. I loved the way it sounded. I loved, it's like, it's like they got everything right, but it didn't have a soul. Or as I told Rachel, Netflix has the rights to the original anime, right? So yeah, it's you like- You can watch it there, yeah. Right, so it's like, it's like you go to a concert hall and in one hall is Rush and in another hall is a Rush cover band. What are you gonna go see? Well, all I know right now is a Rush cover band, and I liked it. So I'd like to see some yeah. more performances by them. Uh, no, it's it's hard. Neither, thanks. Neither. Great. <laughs> yeah. great. I mean, um, okay, Rush is a bad analogy, but, you know. No, I like Rush. Well, it, um, it, It's it, not the actor's fault. According to Netflix, um, the series racked up almost 74 million viewing hours worldwide since it debuted. It got plenty of sampling out of the gate but plummeted to 59% for the week of November 29th through December 5th. Uh, the renewal rate on Netflix, uh, renewal rate on Netflix is a scripted series that have two or more season stands at 60%, and that's in line with industry averages, um, it balancing out the show's viewership and cost. Um, uh, the the co-executive producer was, uh, of course, bummed, naturally. He said, I truly loved working on this. It came from a real and pure place of respect and affection. I wish we could make what we planned for second season, but you know what they say? Man plans, God laughs. See you, Space Cowboy. We had so much cool shit planned for season two. So They, I, I'm, again, I, it should have been a slam dunk for me, right? I was mm-hmm. so excited for it. I every little change I championed. I was That's so true. on board. You you weren't and one of the pre no jerky guys before. No, it I was out. I was on that. board with everything. Yeah. I yes, loved every single thing I saw about it. I could tell it was a labor of love, <clears throat> but it just felt like the original Bebop is a Western interpretation or an Eastern interpretation of Western media and cowboy stuff through a science fiction show and it was almost like it was translated as a i don't know a middle school cosplay project and Mm. but still what i'm glad about is i i liked enough of what i saw that i was going to give him the benefit of the doubt and go back to it and then i accidentally saw the reveal of ed at the end of season one and i'm really glad the show got canceled (laughs) i thought it was weird too that part at the end uh even not knowing about ed i was just like this is if you can't do Ed right, don't do Ed. Just don't fucking do it. Just stay well, away. Uh, the, uh, the the Neckbeards did kind of have their long knives out long before for this show. But uh, the, another project that they also had their long knives out for was uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, but uh, it has been uh, greenlit for a sequel. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you're getting Destin, yeah. Dan- Destin Daniel Cretton coming back to direct and help write. Uh, my favorite post about this was Simu Liu's Twitter account where he says, guys, we failed so hard, they gave us a sequel. So. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that's and funny. that's just proof that the neckbeards can't actually destroy anything. They can yeah. they can scream and yell from every mountaintop they have. We know they're neckbeards. Yeah. I didn't uh, know that was, okay, I didn't, first of all, I didn't. I didn't know that was like a diss. I like that, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take that with <laughs> you me. You didn't know neckbeard oh, neck was beards? a diss? Yeah. Like, okay, but what... <laughs> 
What's the problem with a neck beard? Like <laughs> stereotypically, the men with the neck day, beards so, like, are the ones who are always complaining about pop culture. Yeah, okay. and it's not because they shave their neck beard on purpose. It's just it's where that's where that's where it grows in, and oh, they, they are oh, too. Those dudes. Yeah, those neck beards. They're too lazy yeah. and nasty to shave it off. They just exactly. let it sit okay. there, and, and then, you know, I, 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 and it, I apologize. And it gets, it gets hard because if you want to be critical of, say, Rise of Skywalker, you get lumped in with the neckbeards and not people who actually have legitimate problems with the movie and don't mm-hmm. hate it because of Ray Finn and Poe. Or, you know, you go and see the Ghost in the Shell movie, Scarlett Johansson, and you walk out of it saying, wow, they completely missed the point of Ghost in the Shell. And then they're like, neckbeard. You're like, oh, no, okay. I have legitimate. <laughs> see, I'm, I, see, I encounter I a lot of it. You know where the, a lot of these fans are starting to sprout up now is in Star Trek. Which disappoints me to no end. Now? Yes. Well, I mean, I'm seeing more of them. Um, <laughs> maybe it's because I'm never, paying attention. I've never seen a happy Star Trek fan. I mean, I guess, except you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I had, it was, a- it was weird. I was in the phone store this week, and, and this uh, young person asked me, says, uh, I see, because I have a Star Trek screensaver on my phone, and he says, oh, well, now who's your favorite captain? And I said, uh, uh, Michael Burnham is now my new favorite captain. And she had no knowledge. She had no idea. Yeah. Disco is such a good show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disco is such a good show. And it's the most hated on show. In Star well, Trek. Well, I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> exactly. I wonder well, they, they, why. Could it be they're, because they're a hating. black woman is in charge? Or she doing what they do in space? They're, she doing black girl magic in a different galaxy? Everybody <laughs> calm the fools down. They're almost as shitty about Picard. They just don't like any of the new track. They, I know. They right? hate it all. Yep. I they'll just, rip uh, on all of it. And, and my, you know my, what we say? Fuck them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck them. My favorite, my favorite meme out there right now is uh, Garrick and Dr. Bashir talking. And this is uh, Garrick saying, uh, all, Star Tr- all Star Trek is real Trek. Because that's, that's the argument. That's not real right. Star Trek. Right. It's all Star Trek is real Trek. And, and Dr. Bashir says, even the ones I don't like. And then it's Garrick leaning in going, my dear doctor, especially the ones you don't like. I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, yeah, uh, you know, I had a conversation with one of my friends about this too, specifically this this kind of behavior. And we use yeah, Star Wars yeah. as the perfect example because mm-hmm. episode seven, oh, this is too much like old Star Wars. Oh, my God. Episode eight, oh, this is too different than old Star Wars. And it's <laughs> like, you can't please people like this they just I yeah i don't even wade into those conversations we anymore. dealt with this in the 90s though because people yeah. who loved classic trek didn't they they liked next gen just fine but when mm-hmm. um when discover not discover ds9 came out they were just ripping oh, on it constantly they had a problem with it yeah. yeah and you know like my father-in-law was always like oh deep sleep nine it's like okay cool <laughs> i really like the show but that's yeah. fine let well, people like things yeah, yeah. You know tony saying? brought up Tony brought up Star Wars. I need some Star Wars uh, expertise here, Lee, if you could weigh in. What's uh, a Star Wars? What's a Star It's a war in the, amongst the stars. Oh, They'd be worn so in the stars. There is a, uh, a new Star Wars show coming to Disney+, and the only thing we know about it really is the name. It's called Star Wars The Acolyte. Yeah. High Republic uh, it's, era. It's set in a time period of the High Republic. They mm-hmm. have cast uh, their first uh, lead actor in the Acolyte. Uh, it's being developed by Russian doll co-creator uh, Leslie Headland. Oh no shit! Yeah, uh, okay. the show is 
The show is set during the end of the High Republic era, which have uh, plenty of books and comics yes, and stories Yes, good out books, there. great books. Um, so with a title like Acolyte, I'm guessing it's going to deal with some Force users, right? Dark side. Think? Okay. Yeah, they're the, they're the ones that have Acolytes. That right. I have Padawans. And uh, the, uh, the actress is Amanda Stenberg, and nobody is sure who she is likely to play. Only that it's most likely the lead and maybe a character named Aura, hmm. A-U-R-A. Is that hitting anything? Uh, Nothing? Saying? It just know. says Aura. Hmm. But they're not saying what the role is. Uh, she is from, she was young Rue in the original Hunger Games. Uh, she was also in uh, The Hate You Give. Uh, she was also in Dear Evan Hansen. Don't hold that against her. <laughs> nah. uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I, you got to work. I, Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what it is, but hey, it's a Star War and it's a new show. I'll, I'll take High, it. High Republic is uh, unique in the fact that so far we haven't seen any Sith. We've, we've seen other kinds of bad guys, but the Sith are kind of in their, their hibernation period during this oh, point. So okay, all right. Yeah. And uh, let's see, uh, Rebecca Colin Farrell. Oh, is, I. Oh, yeah, bullseye. I He's hot penguin. No, he's not hot yeah, penguin. Yeah, he was supposed to be my hot penguin. <laughs> he, nope. You didn't get your hot penguin. No. Uh, he so he's has, just character actor penguin. He says he's only in the new Batman movie for like eight minutes is what he says. It's, it, he says the main villain is the Riddler. I'm just there. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is why, because he has signed on to star in a series spinoff of the Batman. Where don't he will, even, we don't even know if he's good or not. <laughs> He's Colin Farrell. He'll be he'll be fine. He'll just yeah. be hot and just do his thing. Good for him. No, he's ugly in thing. it. They're gonna make they're gonna make him sit in that makeup like like Jim Carrey in the Grinch in the year two thousand. He's gonna <laughs> have to go. He's gonna have to undergo Navy SEAL training. Uh, yeah, he's he's getting his own HBO Max uh, series spinoff uh, for the Penguin. I guess it's just rise through the Gotham criminal underworld is what it'll be. I don't know. But, uh, I'm with it. Like, HBO Max has kind of been crushing it on a lot of projects. So yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, it'll uh, better uh, than Gotham. That's all they're, that matters to they're, me. They're, yeah. they're, cash, they're really cashing in on this new Batman though. I mean, this is the second series that they're talking about doing. They've got a lot um, of faith in this one. Yeah. yeah so, I'm, I'm uh, good and, with that. And uh, the Batman uh, doesn't come out until March 4th. So. I just I do really want to know what is in Robert Pattinson's contract that would make that would give him the confidence to move forward with another franchise because <laughs> he was done so dirty with Twilight and he even hated it. So I don't know. I don't know like what uh, how many bags of money they gave him or what the terms are for him to well, do another franchise. Look at this. Look at the subject matter comparison. First of all, Batman yeah. versus, you know, the other thing. Well, Batman versus Twilight, I would watch Twilight. the hell out of that. I would watch. And then, that, you know. and then the the director and stuff involved for the Batman movie, like really good. Uh, yeah, what's I, his name? I can't remember. Uh, Matt Reeves. He did, Matt. Yeah, Matt Reeves. He did Logan, right? And uh, yes. no, yes, he did. Don't do this to me, Lee. Lee's just, Lee's just <laughs> making. He's just being Lee. Oh, it's now. It's so oh, fun. I love it. Now, more in the chat room says maybe he'll start out as Hot Penguin, and then we'll find out where he got all those scars from. Maybe now, that'll be it. <laughs> that could be interesting. That uh, could be well, interesting. I don't want to watch that. I want to watch <laughs> that even less. <laughs> 
I, I'm just excited to see a Batman movie that's not ashamed of its subject matter. Hey, I'm with Shannon. Oh, about that. the parents dying. Yes. So, oh. No, I'm Matt, just talking about uh, those last Batman movies. They were ashamed that they were a superhero. Matt Reeves. Yeah, did. Nolan stuff. Yeah. Matt mm. Matt Reeves is the uh, Planet of the Apes director. Yes. Yeah. He didn't do Logan. Oh, that's what. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. Good of job, Lee. I'm right. And, well. Uh, <laughs> and let's see. There's, uh, oh, uh, turn on your uh, Paramount Plus, uh, not only for Star Trek Discovery, but these, uh, these South Park uh, specials. Holy shit. Oh my God! Have you watched dropping. the post-COVID special? Well, it, yep. the the part two of that is on here in a few days, uh, December sixteenth. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so good! I was I, every it, South Park is one of those where I'm like, wow, I can't believe they still come up with shit. Mm-hmm. Google uh, South Park COVID shellfish. And I'm sure the clip will come up. It's a great little exchange about I'm not wearing mask for shellfish reasons. <laughs> 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 but uh, in the in this new one on that's coming out on the sixteenth, uh, they're in they've gone into the past to to stop COVID before it happens, <laughs> and and this awesome. is where this is where they will meet Victor Chaos. Of course, we all know Butters is Professor Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, that's right. Yeah, baby, <laughs> Butters. Fuck, I'm so excited. I love that. Oh, All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back after these, these messages. messages. We'll be right, we'll be right, right back. back. This month, the Nerd Store and Dr. Volts have amazing things planned. First, December 18th and 19th, the Nerd Store is having another massive pop-up Funko Pop Shop at the Valley Fair Mall, Saturday the 18th from 11 to 9 p.m. and Sunday the 20th from noon to 8 p.m. Another Funko Pop event so big they had to have a second shop. Second, shop with either the Nerd Store or Dr. Volts from now until December 18th for your chance to win a 70-inch television, a $200 gift certificate, or a trading card game booster box. Every $10 you spend gets you an entry. Donate to Toys for Tots in the store and they'll double your entries. This month in comics you should pick up Regarding the Matter of Oswald's Body. It's both an oddball love letter and an offbeat elegy to the strangest, most wistful, and ultimately tragic events in the state of Texas, JFK's assassination, and the stolen body of Lee Harvey Oswald. The book sold out fast, it's gone for a second printing, and they've got it in stock now. Pick it up before it's gone. The Nerd Store at the Valley Fair Mall and Dr. Volt's Comic Connection at 2043 East, 3300 South. If it's worth reading, it's in a comic. Live at the Eccles presents Mystery Science Theater 3000 Live, the Time Bubble Tour. Returning to the Eccles Theater downtown with an all-new production. Join Emily, Megacynthia, GPC, Tom Servo, and Crow T. Robot as they turn the cheesiest movie into the funniest thing live on stage. Tuesday, December 14th at 8 p.m. For tickets, visit liveattheeccles.com. And we're back. Okay. Um, oh, did you guys hear about George Perez? The, yeah. uh, yes. Man. Ooh, oh, yeah. That Comic book sucks. artist. Yeah. Uh, I... He, Respect the hell out of his decision, too, because just he like, says, no, I'm yeah. not doing treatment. I don't want to be sick mm -hmm. for the last little bit of my life. He's 67, and he is responsible for a lot of what you see in Marvel uh, stuff. Uh, also, DC stuff. I mean, yeah, DC you know, stuff, too. I mean, he, he drew the Infinity Gauntlet uh, series, um, Infinite Earth, oh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, yep. Wonder Woman, 
and a lot of the Amazing. Avengers uh, stuff from back I, in the I, day. I think yeah. he's who everyone wanted to be before everyone wanted to be Jim Lee. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I would Accurate. say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, I've been given the option of chemotherapy and or radiation therapy, but after weighing all the variables and assessing just how much of my remaining days would be eaten up by doctor visits, treatments, hospital stays, and dealing with the often stressful and frustrating bureaucracy of the medical system, I've opted to just let nature take its course, and I will enjoy whatever time I have left as fully as possible with my family, friends, and fans. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's go, awesome. take a look at, go take a look at his art. It's just... I that. It's... Just amazing stuff. I, it, Crisis on Infinite Earths has some of the most intricate, like, yeah. splash pages oh, yeah. and stuff like that that you will. And he was oh, yeah. so good at that. And fast. You know? Well, and, when he, and, and just think yeah. of that Infinity Gauntlet story that he drew. I mean, and, yep. and how that has now resonated across the planet, really. Ooh, and he, he, uh, he drew that uh, Future Imperfect. Oh, oh really? Too. Oh. With the with the oh, maestro that was and all good that, stuff. that was him. I think, huh. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, the last couple of people I know who've had cancer and gone through cancer have actually kind of regretted, especially in their sixties, have regretted going oh, yeah. through chemotherapy because now they're just like, cool, I'm sick all the time and I can't enjoy life. I might live longer, but this last year has been hell. Was it worth it? Would I would it have been better just to live life on its own terms? And yeah, yeah. maybe you maybe you die horribly, but you're not sick for ever. Oh, Andrew in the chat room says uh, that, that look for that uh, JLA Avengers cover. Yeah, it's, it's got hundreds of. It's characters. got everyone, and it's crazy. It's yeah. it's it's overloaded with with DC and uh, Marvel, and it's and he, it's incredible. And he, and he drew it all. All right, uh, the boys. We like the boys. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we fucks with the boys. I like big boys, itty bitty boys, Mississippi <laughs> boys, innocent Bring it boys. around. I like the pretty boys with the bow ties. Get your nail did, get your hair dried. I like a big beard, I like a clean plates. I don't discriminate. Come and get a taste. From the playboys to the gay boys. I don't remember it from there. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do we get sued for this? I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's, I, give her, I give her a hand. That's, that's... Yeah. Lizzo literally cannot sue me. We have the same birthday. Oh, that's, oh that's, shit. yeah. So, <laughs> did y'all take the same DNA test as well? Shut up. Besides, you know, if, uh, if, if, if white people were in danger of being sued from appropriating black culture, we'd all be in trouble. She yeah. didn't even write that damn song. So I, oh, you know, she did? Shit, okay. Yeah, that shit, that shit, you know, it's a stalemate. All right. All right. Uh, but the boys <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is reasonably popular with uh, people who have the Amazon. And uh, it's gotten a live-action spinoff show already, which is on its way. And now it's getting a animated eight-part spinoff called Diabolical. Uh, it isn't a new series, but rather a collection of short films set in the superhero universe of the boys, which is now being called the Boys-verse. <laughs> How yeah, clever. What boy band is that? <laughs> the boy verse one I would like to go to. <laughs> the boys verse. Uh, Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg, uh, Shannon's favorite folks, uh, who are produ- producing this. <laughs> says ever since we saw the animated film The Animatrix, a series of short animated films set in that universe yeah. of the Matrix, we've wanted really? to rip it off. <laughs> Here's your chance. <laughs> That's their statement. We've wanted to rip it off. Today that dream has come true. Uh, he's uh, let's see. Um, the actual content of Diabolical hasn't been announced, 
But you got to assume with that statement that uh, probably has something to do with supervillains. I mean, with the name Diabolical, you'd think. Well, well in, the, in the boys' verse, yeah, that could be the good guys too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the I names just, of the. I yeah, can't that's true. get behind that. I can't. I can't. Hmm. They need a better universe than boys' what's, verse. What's well, the name Vought, of the company? Vaughtverse. They should call it the Vaughtverse. Yeah, Vaughtverse Vaught is what it should like, be. Alliteration. Yeah. That, that's, 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 that's too close to. That's too close to Bratwurst. Oh, but that like, just makes me like it more. Uh, <laughs> yes. The names of the, the boys verse. The names of the people making these shorts have been released, Sausage. and it's 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 a pretty big list. It's uh, Aquafina's in there. We got uh, Garth Ennis. We got Elliot Glazer. We got Garth Brooks. Ilana uh, uh, Glazer <laughs> from uh, Broad City. We got uh, Simon Reckiopapa from Invincible. Uh, Justin Roiland from Rick and Morty. Uh, Andy Samberg from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, Aisha Tyler, and uh, a lot of people involved in this. So I bet I know I'll be able to find out which character Justin Roiland is voicing within one syllable, because he has yeah. he has three voices <laughs> that he does. The first time he says five years dungeon. <laughs> uh, it says they're almost finished with it, um, but uh, so it'll be sometime in 2022. Diabolical. Ooh, right. Boys verse. Boys verse. Maybe, maybe I made you know. Boys verse. No, I have, I've seen it I referred have read to that as. Wrong. I've seen it referred to as the boys verse in these articles. Yeah. Bad. Oh, okay. This shit, shit's funny to me. Just bad. Uh, HBO was making a Last of Us TV series based on the video games. Yep. And um, they've recast a character um, because uh, the guy uh, Con O'Neill, I think, is the actor. He's having some scheduling conflicts. Uh, so playing the part of Bill in this will be Not Nick. Bill. Yeah, Nick Offerman is going to be playing Bill. Yes. An now, upgrade, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, Nick, Nick Offerman's an upgrade from almost anyone. He's oh, just yeah. that good. Yep. He will play Bill alongside uh, the White Lotus's Murray Bartlett, who will portray Bill's partner, Frank. Uh, Wait, see, I'm who, trying to who? remember who Bill yeah. is in the game. Who's and, the guy from the White Lotus? Uh, I, is it the host of the? Is it the the host of this show? Oh, the host of the uh, Suitcase Poo Poo. Suitcase Poo Poo. <laughs> is that who it is? Okay. Yeah, Suitcase Poo Poo verse. Yes, Murray uh, Bartlett. Armand. It, yeah, that's Armand. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the pooper. Uh, Bill and Frank's story brought a surprising amount of emotional gravity to the Last of Us video game characters. It says here. So, uh, yeah, Frank and Bill in The Last of Us. Okay, yeah, this is the guy, this is the character who I was thinking of. Um, they must be writing him a larger part for the show because he's only in maybe 10% of the of the game itself. So well, if they get Nick Offerman, they'll probably make him a bigger... Role. I am Bill, and these are zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go back and watch his special, I, I, his stand-up special, because there's that whole bit where he's just talking about gently 69ing his wife by the fuck. Yeah, it's just funny as hell. <laughs> and well, he just and drops the, can that I, shit, the, you know? the can I smell your dick? That shit is hysterical. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm listening to his uh, newest book. What's it uh, called? On Audible, and it's just fucking... It, uh, it's um, Where the Buffalo... That's and where the deer and antelope play or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's about walking yeah. outside. I, and it's just, yeah, yeah and just, and you know, life. It's just, I just like listening to him uh, talk. Well, you might be listening to an audio drama soon. If you're a fan, see how I did that? Look at that. It was good. Audio yep. drama. Yeah, it's so good, Carrie. Those are starting to get really, really popular. 
in a cool way. Audio dramas, yeah. 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 I fucks with it. Old time radio shows. <laughs> uh, here's one that they're putting together uh, that was announced uh, during LA Comic Con. It's the Batman the Animated Series audio drama. Huh. Uh, it was uh, Kevin Conroy and John Glover who did the Riddler on that. Uh, said that it uh, an audio drama is in the works that will continue the series. Uh, writer Alan Burnett is developing the project. Uh, the Riddler's back in this. Uh, let's see. This there are a lot of these out there with Batman. HBO Max has Batman the Audio Adventures with Jeffrey Wright as Batman. Yeah, there's yep. a lot of Batman ones. There's an upcoming Batman Unburied starring Winston Duke as Batman. Oh, cool. Good choice, good choice. Uh, David S. Goyer overseeing that. Uh, Marvel's got, of course, a bunch of them. Uh, a Batman? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got the Wolverine one. A couple of Wolverine ones. And mm-hmm. uh, let's see, Bruce Tim they, is they developing did a, a... They did a Fantastic Four one Yes. that I remember listening to. That was pretty good. Uh, Bruce Tim is working on a separate animated show uh, for HBO Max as well. That I saw some stuff from that, and I am so excited about it because Bruce Tim was saying that it's it's literally continuation of the animated series in spirit, but mm. able to go into territory they weren't allowed to do on network television. Mm. Ke- mm. Uh, I want that. And yeah. Kevin Conroy said that Danny Elfman is going to write the theme for this thing. Oh, awesome. There you go. Nice. Well, I mean, does he have to write a new one? I mean, he wrote the, the old one. The one he has right? is iconic. I mean, it's so funny because it was a throwaway. His own words. It was a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Like they, 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 came, really? they came they came to him and they said, "Can you do a theme for the Batman animated series?" It's like, "Sure, whatever. Here you go." He and said the same thing about the Simpsons theme, too. He just yep. tossed oh it out the throwaway because he wasn't I... doing he wasn't doing that kind of work yet. It was Tim Burton who dragged him kicking and screaming yeah. into doing movies because Burton was an Oingo Boingo fan and that's how it right. happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, there's it's actually that behind the scenes on Nightmare Before Christmas on Netflix that gets into Tim Burton basically dragging Danny Elfman into scoring films. Yeah, uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Uh, if you like the scary stuff, your Mike Flanagan is back. He's he did uh, Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, don't forget Midnight Mass. Oh, baby. yes, and that. And that. Uh, he is to now. Watch that. He is. Good. People say it's really good. I haven't had a chance yet. Oh, you I, haven't I even watched it. it yet? Ooh, it gets real heavy on uh, soliloquies and monologues, but still very good. Well, then this okay. next project makes sense because he is doing Fall of the House of Usher uh, based on yeah, Edgar, yeah. Al- Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was an Usher joke. Yeah, I guess. It, was, it, was, it was part. <laughs> It was well done. Oh my I, God. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I, I will. I will try to find a way to uh, work in a uh, a six pack abs joke somewhere because he's got. The, you know, he's got. Ursher, the, baby. You know. Ursher. Uh, I think those are referred to as as uh, cum gutters. Cum gutters. Uh, cum gutters. Yes. <laughs> what the Rick and Morty says. He announced the first members of his cast. He's got uh, Frank Langella. He's got my girlfriend Carla Gugino. Uh, he's got Mary Donald in there. Hey, wait, she's your girlfriend? Yes. She, no, that's, that's, hey, that's the side. Yeah. He's got Carl Lumley <laughs> and Mark Hamill is going to be. Wow, I like this cast. Oh. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. He's, he, says yeah. This, uh, he says this miniseries is a modern remix of some of the most iconic works of Edgar Allan Poe. 
uh, to tell this epic tale of greed, horror, and tragedy. We have assembled the largest ensemble cast in the history of Intrepid Pictures. You know, so they better they better give some tribute to Vincent Price because he was iconic in the 1960s version of the Fall of House of Usher. Oh, there you go. All right, let me get uh, let me get uh, Rebecca's conspiracy music going yes, here. Yes, yes, we need, my time uh, is gone. You would have heard it last week if you could have been here. That's I right. tried. <laughs> I even cried about it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're happy. All right. Uh, what What does one make of this, Scully? All right. Um, so, Kevin Feige. Yeah, my man. Says. It was, he's, being, he's being interviewed. And I, I had to double source this because I didn't believe the way it was originally written. I needed to see the video for myself, and I finally found the video. Because he's very tricky. He's a very he, tricky boy. He's a bastard. Uh, he <laughs> said, when asked specifically about <clears throat> Charlie Cox and Daredevil, okay? He said, if you were to see Daredevil in upcoming things, Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing Daredevil. Where we see that, how we see that, when we see that, remains to be seen. I want to know who writes this shit for him, or does he do it and he's just it's like him. so good at like... It's him. The tease. Yeah, he's just so... His wife must be so lucky. He said, well, P. we know... Barnum without... The modern day P.T. Barnum without all the shitty P.T. Barnumness. We yeah. know what this we means, right? He, we know. he might be running elephants behind the scenes. We, we know what this means. This means, of <laughs> well, course... Mephisto confirmed. That's what Mephisto this means. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Now to to pile onto that statement, they went to Stephen Denight, who was the showrunner on Daredevil on Netflix. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Ooh. I'm willing he, to bet he had literally nothing to say and knew nothing about anything. Here, here, here's what he he tweeted back to the person asking him. He said, "No idea." Because they do not loop in anybody. Whatever Kevin, <laughs> right? Fe whatever Kevin Feige wants to do, he just does, but then doesn't tell yeah. anybody. And this is true. We know this because of an article in The Hollywood Reporter I just read, which was when they were making the Black Widow movie, nobody told anybody about, we need a scene with Yelena at, at Black Widow's grave, and then we need Julia Louis-Dreyfus there, and she's going to say some stuff. Just shoot it, Okay. And the guy in charge of it was like, what am I doing? I don't, he's, you don't need to know anything. Just do this. Make them say <laughs> this. Make this scene happen. Just do it. It doesn't matter. And the guy who's making the scene said, I feel like I might be screwing somebody over down the road. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Aw. Well, not like their whole, their whole approach is the less people involved, the less yep. likely secrets gonna are going to get out. Yeah, spoilers. Which, Thank, which, thanks good for them but i was gonna say thanks thanks for them having to do that thanks uh tom holland and mark ruffalo Seriously? this is your guys's fault <laughs> yep. yeah <laughs> i cannot wait honestly i cannot wait for when oscar isaac is doing press tours because i just want to see if he cares or not <laughs> that's true i think he's that's gonna true. carry he likes the character of moon knight an awful lot the we we'll talk about this when we deep dive um when we deep dive hawkeye a little later but just so everyone knows Marvel's had all of those characters from the Netflix series back in their rights wheelhouse for yep. almost a year now. Yep. Yeah. Every single one of them, even Punisher, they're all It all reverted. Yep. yep. 
Uh, and then a final a couple of comic uh, book uh, news, just uh, quick things. Uh, Captain Carter is getting her own solo comic coming up. Hell Ooh. yeah. Five-issue miniseries. Uh, it says here it's uh, from the uh, uh, Marek Cresta, who did Star Wars Dr. Afra, which is a good comic. Great comic. And uh, Jamie McKelvey of Young Avengers and Wicked and Divine fame. Jamie McKelvey. If you don't follow him on Twitter, he's a riot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, McKelvey uh, described himself as a big fan of Carter, expressed excitement about uh, doing the character. Uh, he said, uh, like with Steve, part of the conflict will stem from having to reckon with living up to the world's perception of her. The world remembers the myth of Captain Carter, but to Peggy, the reality was just yesterday. Now she finds herself in nearly an unrecognizable world. How does she fit in? Can she be a superhero that people want her to be? And, you know, it's, it's going to be that. So, uh, Also very curious. Is there, any, is there any, like, female writers on this? Uh, there, there aren't any female comic book writers at all. Isn't that Marika uh, Cresta? What? Marika Cresta? Is she a writer oh, okay. or an artist? She works on she worked on Dr. Afra. Anyway. Uh well, I'm just saying kinda difficult to write about being a woman in the twenty first century if you're a man. True. Mm, talk just to tossing her. it out there. Yeah. And yeah. then uh Robert Kirkman, who wants to own all the toys, uh has uh, apparently working to acquire publishing licenses to G.I. Joe and Transformers. He wants to do it at Skybound and take it away from IDW. Apparently, uh, Hasbro hasn't been too happy with what IDW has been doing with their characters. Mm. So he is uh, doing his best to take over Joe and Transformers. Wait, and... so Hasbro wants to take their toys and go home? That's why we keep him around, folks. Hey, yeah. there we go. <laughs> Kids table. <laughs> After these, these messages, messages. We'll, be right we'll be right back. back. Live at the Eccles presents Mystery Science Theater 3000 Live, the Time Bubble Tour. Returning to the Eccles Theater downtown with an all-new production. Join Emily, Megacynthia, GPC, Tom Servo, and Crow T. Robot as they turn the cheesiest movie into the funniest thing live on stage. Tuesday, December 14th at 8 p.m. For tickets, visit liveattheeccles.com. And we're back. Okay, let's see. Uh, oh, what did we consume this week? Everybody's here. I've got a lot to load unload on you. I Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, Hold on, let me get my raincoat. It's I, that boys verse thing all we're gonna over We're going to do the gross. Yeah, we're going to do the gross. We're going to do the gross. It is, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah. who, uh, who wants to go well, first? Well, I'll go first because uh, I don't have very much. There you go. Uh, yeah, okay. mine's kind of short, too. Yeah, I actually, I have nothing, <laughs> nothing new. Just all the, you know, regulars. But I did mm -hmm. get to watch a, uh, um, a, 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 a elementary school music performance yesterday. <laughs> and, um, and you would recommend it? I wish I would have filmed one part of it because it was so stereotypical, right? Um, so the, the fifth graders uh, come on and, and they're supposedly our orchestra. And uh, the guy that teaches it is this uh, older Jewish guy who used, from New York. And he goes, okay, you're not going to believe this, but these kids just barely got their instruments this morning for the first time. Oh. And we're like, oh, no. I'm like, what? Right. So, but he did this thing where he let them try all the instruments and then they got to choose which one they liked the best. Right. Over mm -hmm. the last three months, he goes, but 
Uh, we're going to see what kind of noise they can make with them. Right? <laughs> oh, I love so he's so like, he is, yeah. He's setting oh, the yeah, expectations. Yeah, no, he yeah, yeah, he doesn't even no, say no, music. No, he just he goes, says noise. Yeah. Or, you know, so he goes, all right, flutes. Give them up. Give it a blow. <laughs> Isn't that great? Can you believe it? Isn't that great? Hey, uh, <laughs> trombones, uh, give them a blow. Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that, you know, and then he has them all. He says, all right, everybody, all together. Give them a blow. Well, wait till you see what they can do in the spring. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I love that. And I'm just laughing. And the fact that his last name is Asman is just the best, too. He's the ass man. Asman. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't even, it was t- it, not that good. Come on. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> and then also watching kids play recorders, and I'm like, what the fuck did those recorders ever do to you? <laughs> Existed. Yeah. Have you heard them? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Who wants to go next then? I'll go, I'll go next. next. Oh. No, go ahead. <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> Ladies. I don't know about that. Uh, I The only Female thing I first. have to talk about uh, is the new season of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I want to watch this. It's very Anyways, good, but impressive. also, but also, along with the new season of Voice on in Philadelphia, they have started releasing a podcast. Uh, the three, the three guys, Rob McElhenney, Glenn Howerton, and Charlie Day, they get together and they're watching the show from the beginning. And so mm. each episode is about uh, the episode, but it's not they they derail like super quick, and so it's really just them like hanging out and shooting the shit, and it's very funny. Highly recommend. <laughs> Mm, you have my my interest yeah okay uh tony oh is that it wow okay yeah i didn't have anything else yeah uh let's see so um i watched part two of masters of the universe awesome i'm part i loved it it was so 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 good so much (laughs) fun uh so high i highly recommend that uh i'm now on chapter 13 or 12 of the Guardians of the Galaxy game. I cannot recommend that game enough. It's fun! It won an award. uh, It won Best Narration, so Best Story and uh, Narration in a Game at the Game Awards two nights ago. And yeah, uh, it deserves it 100%. It has been a blast. How heckin' pumped up do you get when you're in the middle of a fight and then the hand shoots up with the with the oh, walk huddle. and it's like huddle up baby i get yeah. so hyped i'm like yeah and andrew's over there oh. like what the fuck is going on the huddle mechanic <laughs> is really cool it's so good just like everything about this game is just high quality okay. uh the animation of the characters uh is great especially during the cutscenes, the facial animations and the voice acting just Cannot recommend this game enough. If you like good uh, story games that are fun to play, this is top notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Catching up on uh, Wheel of Time. I caught up on the Wheel of Time series yesterday. That's all. I'm having a lot of fun with that one, too. Now, I'm coming into it as a total pleb. I have oh, never they, read any of the Wheel of Time books. They take some serious liberties with the source material, but they get the spirit of it perfect. There you go. And they introduced my new favorite character in the series so far, which is, I can't remember his name, but he's the Ogier. Boyal, the Ogier. Yeah, yeah he's awesome, man. He's just cool. Um, and then uh, Shannon, remember I read Preacher a couple months ago? I, I talked about that. Uh-huh. 
Garth Ennis, really awesome. Mm-hmm. So I decided to start watching the TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And I, I watched the first episode, mm-hmm. and, and I thought to myself, what's this? Right! <laughs> but even the one episode in, I'm just like, wow, this is... Uh, this is a complete departure from anything the comic book had except for the names of the uh-huh. characters. And so mm. I'm going to keep watching. But yeah, I, am, do, do. I am 100% considering this in my head as like an Elseworld story. This is an alternate universe preacher. Well, this first, the first season is... Garbage. Yeah. You don't recognize. And then they start to touch on some of the comic books. Well, some of the stuff a, from the comic books? Okay. What a great idea. <laughs> well, I'm just and and okay. So if they come back to it more in the second season, I can understand it. But watching the first episode, I'm just like, why did they even call this preacher? Like this is that's <laughs> how, really is that that's what you how thought? I felt about? That's how I felt about the live action Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, yeah. but I'm going to keep watching it and enjoy it out of spite. That's out right. Spite. <laughs> I, not, I could even hate. I could even hate watching that shit. I fucking yeah, it right. was too hard, uh-huh. huh? Okay, but yeah, I'm. A, I'll, I'll let you know what I think as I keep going. But it seemed. I mean. If I were to have watched it not having read the comics, I probably would have been like, this looks pretty cool. Uh-huh. You know. That's why so. my wife liked it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jay, you want to go? Uh, yeah. So, uh, first off, thanks. It's good to be back. I, I was gone for, I, did, I was on assignment. And then I had a, um, a slight COVID scare. Uh, oh, turns yeah, out I fun. had a, yeah, it was, well, my body just gave out. I. <laughs> It gave me all the symptoms of COVID, but no COVID. Um, I had, turns out I had body aches, migraines, and a really bad sinus infection, which, uh, well, it's not, obviously it's not COVID, but it, it was pretty scary. But I got a chance to caught up on some on some cool TV. Uh, in, in True Story with Kevin Hart, uh, Netflix, it's a quick, it's a quick binge. Watch it. It's, it's, it takes a dark turn. Kevin Hart was playing like, an alternate verse of himself. Uh, it's silly, it's stupid, but and it's a thriller. I enjoyed well, it. And speaking of Kevin Hart, did anybody see him playing Willis on the live? Yes. Oh, he was Arnold. Different strokes. He was Arnold. He was Arnold. Arnold. Uh, Arnold. I, Arnold. I, I, yeah. I was actually, I forgot that I watched that. It was so fucking stupidly funny. Anyway. Yeah. It, Sorry, it worked, but Damon Wayans was great in it, and so well, I love Damon Seeing Kevin Hart sitting on John Lithgow's knee. Yes, yes. Getting <laughs> talked to. It was so fucking funny. That's great. All right, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. Um, I so Kat's been watching. She's been uh, watching a lot of Dexter, Cold Blood, which was also filmed in Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm liking it. I'm I'm enjoying. It. Like I have I never yeah. I, I excuse me. Oh, I tapped out of I tapped out of Dexter back in the old days when right at the Trinity Killer season. John that, Lithgow. That's shit. the season to get out. Honestly. Right. I tapped out, and so but I like poked my head, and I've kind of been like. You know, like, what you watching? And she's like, oh, and I'm not really up on it, but I'm still enjoying it. There's enough yeah. to make it entertaining. So even if you haven't finished Dexter, it, I still like watching it. Um, she's been, also been watching Yellow Jackets. Yeah, oh, she texted yes. me. And she's like, I started Yellow Jackets. And I'm like, I'm so excited for you. She's into that. And then she watched um, the show that Shannon was on with uh, Jennifer Coolidge and uh, Steve Zahn. Uh, the White Hawaii Lotus. Resort. White Lotus? The terrible people in Hawaii. White Lotus. Oh, White yeah. Lotus. Wow. I didn't watch it. I called it White People Problems on Vacation. But, and, it's, and so, it's, yeah. It's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, I was like, my wife see. called it, my wife called it shitty white people on an island. So. Yeah. It, yep. it, it, the, it, was, it was not the, for me. 
The best description <laughs> I have seen for the show is it is written like a comedy, but performed as a drama. Yeah, yeah no, okay. that's the vibe I got. Cause I was like, yeah, I was okay. okay. So I, I poke my head on shit when she's watching shit. And I'm like, I was like, is, is Jennifer Coolidge like, is she okay? No. You know what I mean? Like, no. Just, no. I, was like, <laughs> well, I was like, is this her character or is she just like, is like bad Hollywood right now? <laughs> um, but, and so, all right. So, Sorry, guys, I do have a couple more because I've, I've been away for a minute. You're good. Um, and two, I watched uh, Michael Shea's new comedy special. I enjoyed it. That was I good. Pref- I preferred his first one uh, back in 2016 more, but I still enjoyed it. I didn't like the ending, but that's all. That's comedy. Um, Roy Wood Jr.'s <laughs> Imperfect Messenger. Mm-hmm. Watch it. It is so good. Roy, like, good. Roy Wood Jr. is one of those comics that doesn't get appreciated enough. I mean, a lot of people, obviously, when you think, uh, you know, top black comedians. Michael Shea is going to be up there. Dave Chappelle is obviously going to be up there. But Roy Wood Jr. is like, he's the comic for right yeah. now that you need to be paying attention. And he's he, got three and, Comedy Central specials that are yeah. masterful. And he kills it on The Daily Show, too. Yeah, he's he's so good. He's got a great podcast called Roy Wood's Job Fair. Really fun. And then last thing that I have been enjoying the most is I have the Xbox Game Pass, and they happen to just put out there on Game Pass the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the (laughs) definitive edition, where it takes place in a fictional version of 1995 California, which I was like 12 years old, and it is awesome. It is problematic. It is gang violence. It is black-on-black violence. It is black-on-brown violence. It's it's sad, but... and problematic but god damn it is fun Grove street for life what's up oh shit here we go again <laughs> rockstar has patched the crap out of those new definitive edition games over yeah. the last couple weeks it they're looks- they're not nearly as bad as they were when they first got released yeah so. and it's it's like i was like did it look this good or this bad i couldn't tell but it, <laughs> exactly it's a happy medium right. yeah. now, now you can see individual fingers on the mittens yes yep. <laughs> right uh lee what, what have you consumed this week Finished Foundation, uh, which I really enjoyed, and it's, again, one of those shows that takes massive liberties on the original source material, but we're talking about a science fiction story written in 1948, so you kind of have to, because what are women in 1948? Um, (laughs) So taking taking some of the major, major characters from the original Foundation books and making them women was a really smart choice. And I just dug it like and it's it's the people behind uh, the new Galactica. So it's Ronald Moore and all those folks. So they just made a beautiful looking show. It is so incredible to just look at and go. ooh. So uh, (laughs) Hawkeye, I can't believe that even exists. I know. Right. How are we so lucky to live in a world where a show like Hawkeye can be? I watched this last episode with the uh, with the with the fiance, and he was just killing me. Like that guy is a throwaway character, supposedly, right? And I'm just loving everything he's doing, even though in the comics he has a bigger role. He's um, the swordsman, yeah. Yeah, Wheel of Time series. I know a lot of people have. They're like, oh, it's not like the books. Well, you know, the books. Randall Thor takes an entire chapter just building a litter for his dad to haul him down out of the mountains. So we get the Cliff's notes that focuses more on women than the books do, which is kind of neat, and I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Haven't watched the new Expanse. 
that just started. Um, new Witcher starts on Friday. I'm super excited yeah. about that. I'm also excited about the news that my gambit on not going to see the Eternals in theaters has paid off because it's just hitting Disney Plus in a couple of weeks. Yep. And uh, Masters of the Universe finished that, and it's proof that neckbeards can't derail something no matter how hard they hate it because <laughs> they fucking hated it. Uh, but now they're like, oh, they went back and reanimated it because we were so upset. No, it was already done, idiots. It was done. Yeah, yeah. it was done. And then uh, I watched the best part of the Game Awards on YouTube without the Game Awards. I watched all the trailers for the yeah. upcoming games. And <laughs> yes. this yes. is super exciting for it was me. Good. Games that are like choose-your-own-adventure stories, fully acted, Telltale Games is back by with with, a different I love studio. Those. Yeah, yes. I love they're those. Doing, they're doing a Trek um, game. Mm-hmm. And it's set in the uh, it's set in the next gen DS9 period. So yeah. and they got some old unused footage of Leonard Nimoy that they're using. So there's really? some new new Nimoy mm. stuff and mm. a Telltale game focusing on my favorite Expanse character, Kamina Drummer, in an Expanse Telltale game. So yeah. I'm so stoked because those aren't games that you have to be like an amazing aim. You just push the button for whatever reaction okay. you want to have. So right. Shannon. Those are your Yay. games. The Batman exactly. t- Actually, the Batman Telltale games are amazing. Yep, oh, yeah. You'd, you'd like that, Shannon. You, no skill. Right. Well, good. That's the kind of game for Just, me. It's, choo- it's choose your own adventure, but acted. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, two things. Uh, the first one, quickly, I'll tell you about. And then the second one, you need to get comfortable because I got to go on. All right. Oh, sure. <laughs> so, so the first I like thing that I, that I watched is on Netflix. It's, it's a short series. And I'm not even sure how to pronounce the name of it. Uh, it's it's spelt like noir, but it's with a V instead of an N. So, voir? I guess. Hmm. It's a docu-series about movies. Now, it, it covers different genres. There's uh, there's one that's that focuses on revenge films. Uh, there's a, the, the, the final episode is one that will make you look at... Uh, 48 Hours, the Nick Nolte, Eddie Murphy movie. It'll make you look at it in a completely different light because uh, they do a deep dive on it. But the first episode, it's 22 minutes. And I'm here to tell you, you know what a, Jaw, a big Jaws fan I am. This 22 minutes is the best commentary I've ever seen about the movie Jaws. Okay. And it's, and it's from somebody who is a, about a year younger than me, probably. And we went through the same experiences about going through this in theaters and how it changed not only our lives, but, you know, movies mm-hmm. in general. It's, it's so perfect, this first episode about Jaws, 22 minutes. So if, if you're a fan of Jaws like me, go watch this. But it's a good series, uh, regardless if you're a fan of movies. Okay, here's what happened last night. We broke into the uh, wine advent calendar. <laughs> Fuck yeah. How big is this calendar? Is it like wall size? It's or? a it's a big box. It's a big box. <laughs> yeah. And it was a it was a it was a, a tasty Chardonnay. But anyway, um, Sue said, uh, "Listen, I downloaded Tubi onto the TV here because she wanted to see this uh, 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 Lady Vengeance movie that was in the Vengeance movie thing from Boire that we watched." And she says, "That's the only place you can see it." So I downloaded that, and we can watch that tomorrow. So that's what we're going to do. So, but I also noticed. They have old episodes of Fantasy Island on there. She said, I remember as a child, the greatest thing in the world, I wanted to be a mermaid so bad, and there was an episode with the mermaid. I found it. We're going to watch it right now. 
<laughs> okay. All right. As we know, 1977, Fantasy Island was the biggest show on the night it was broadcast. Facts. Three quarters of the country was watching Fantasy Island. It was wow. huge. Including me. All right. <laughs> yes, we all were. Uh, everybody watched it. It was the thing to watch. So the episode starts, and here comes uh, John Saxon and some unknown actress. I didn't recognize her at all. And, and Mr. Rourke is telling Tattoo about these, these people that are coming to the island. And he says, this is uh, Dr. John Saxon, and he's an oceanographer, and he's bored with his work, and he, he wants to make a new discovery, and so that's why he's here. But you'll notice, Tattoo, that the, the, this couple's marriage is in, is in trouble. It's, it's not going well. And so that's another thing that we're going to take care of while we're here. Right? Okay, great. Another person comes out of the plane. This, is, this young lady is actress lady. And she is, she, she met a guy, she met a guy four years ago who she, she met him one night and she said he was the perfect man. And all she wants, her fantasy is to go on a date with him again. Said, but I'm afraid she's going to learn a, a valuable lesson tattoo. <laughs> all right. So we got our two stories established. We'll start with the actress lady story. So she, she gets with, with Mr. Rourke and says, uh, I'm really looking forward to this. This guy's the perfect man. I've, oh, I just wanted to go out with him just ever since I met him. Well, you understand, actress lady, that I think that this person is a dangerous person and you should be warned. Oh, really? Really? Is, is that the case? Says, yes. As a matter of fact, I have banned him from my island. He lives on an island next door. <laughs> right, right over here. He just lives right over there. So I'm going to have to send you over there to get him. So Can she I gets... ask a question? Yes. <laughs> do people, do these characters, like actress lady and a marine biologist man, know mm -hmm. when they come to Fantasy Island that it is a magic island and they're going to get their, like, dreams? Well, they I mean, because they have... Rourke's an it's angel? in the name. He's, he's so an people, angel. That's what I mean. People come to the island right. knowing that, like, weird mm -hmm. stuff is going to happen, right? So Mr. Rourke says, but... I banned him from my island, question. but I'm, I'm just, what, just because you don't know. You're, you're because you're overthinking it is the problem. Okay, okay sorry. 1977 so, logic. My bad. Exactly, exactly. So he says, but Mr. Rourke says I've I've unbanned him from Fantasy Island for six hours, so that you two can have dinner tonight, and that's it. And I want him off the island. You, you the date ends at one. That's it. So he says, open the door, and there he is. So here comes the guy, and it's Vic Fontaine from Deep Space Nine. So. Vic Fontaine, and he's he's carrying a tennis racket for some reason. Uh, oh, that's the tennis racket he murdered all those people. He's with. he's been allowed on the island for six hours. He's like he's carrying. Yeah, a tennis I'll bring racket. my tennis racket. All right, whatever. For safety. Just in case. So he's like, I'm looking forward to dinner tonight. So cut to dinner tonight. There's Vic Fontaine, an actress lady, and they're having dinner, and everything's going. There's no dialogue. It's one of those cut scenes. You know those we, we put it together scenes. It was a dining montage. montage. A dining montage, exactly. Ooh, bread. So. Vic Fontaine, <laughs> meat horse. Vic Fontaine, while actress lady isn't working, opens up his ring. Yes, he's prepared and done this many times, oh. and drops powder into her wine. Uh -huh. Closes it. Uh, right. Iocane powder. Oh, it gets worse. Tasteless Rebecca. and odorless. It gets worse. She passes out. Vic Fontaine picks her up, takes her to his island next door. Oh, very There's a cool. 
big mansion there, and his Mercedes is parked out front, and it never moves. Anyway. Because where's he going to drive <laughs> it? <laughs> Turns out <laughs> he kidnaps women and takes them to his, his mansion so he can, he can pimp them out. Truly Whoa. a timeless oh. tale. This is straight <laughs> sex trafficking. Kids, we're watching this show. All right. Wow. Anyway, yes, it's it's sex trafficking. It's, it's, it's sex Epstein trafficking. Island. It is. Perry. Holy shit. None of the generation that raised us gave a shit what we watched, or we wouldn't have watched half the shit we got to say. <laughs> we did. Honestly, well, we had kudos. I wish had, I would have known about sex trafficking when I was a kid. We had three right. choices. So Vic Fontaine says. This is uh, Lily Munster, and Lily Munster, Yvonne DiCarlo, is is in charge here, and she, you do what oh, she Ghislaine says. Ghislaine Maxwell. You do what she says, and it's just best if you go along when all of my rich friends come to the come to the island. And what? Yeah. Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. And and so actress ladies, she's you know. Is this where they not, got the idea? She's not having any of this oh, shit, right? And and so. Lily Munster takes her down into the basement and and chains her up and and beats her. Kids are watching this. Wow. Anyway, so that actress lady gets all the rest of the uh, the, the women in, in in the compound. We've got to stand up. We got to get out of here. We got to do this. And so they all escape, and for, they run out in front of the mansion. And I think that's as far as their plan was planned. Well, they're on but an island. Luck, but luckily. <laughs> Luckily, a maintenance van pulled up just in time. Oh, they pull <laughs> from somewhere. I don't it's know, but they amphibious. They pull the ma- they pull the maintenance people out and they take over the windowless van and they drive. Where they're driving, I don't know, but they, they drive to the, the sunset van, straight no. into the ocean. They drive to the beach. Amphibious vehicle. And there's there's Mr. Rourke with his personal army. What? Yeah. <laughs> He has an army because he's an angel, <laughs> and he says, uh, uh, "I've I've known about this all along. Uh, we're going to we're going to arrest him now." So she was used as bait, and I'm like, "Exactly." <laughs> there was a uh, you got known... a roofie a woman if you want to make an omelet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> there was and a so... rumored little known third island where Hervé Villachez lived with children so... were not allowed. So so yeah, they 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 used her as bait to catch this sex trafficker, and that was her vacation yeah. anyway. <laughs> but like, I, so I'm the, just imagining like young Jeffrey Epstein watching this episode, going, taking notes. Huh, yeah. oh, I think I gotta, I gotta I gotta get rich. I gotta so get bug, me one of them rings. You know, yeah. <laughs> bug hunter bug hunter in chat says this was prime cocaine time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, now to the mermaid. Story. It's not done. I told <laughs> you to get comfortable. I told you to get comfortable. The mermaid story. So, oh, that's John's... how they got the van to the island. The mermaid drove it. <laughs> John Saxon is uh, Doctor John Saxon, and he's down at the ocean looking around for a new discovery. You know, like you mm-hmm. do. Roofy Maybe Island. I'll find yeah. one, you know, because Mr. Rourke said, there's some weird stuff over there. Go look over there. <laughs> like sex trafficking. Look in the meanwhile, ocean. meanwhile, his wife is, you know, of course, you know, agonizing about this whole thing. I just wish that we could be. I love him and I don't want to end this marriage, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, John Saxon goes down to the beach and he he's an he's an oceanographer. He's a marine biologist. He's swimming in the ocean and gets caught up in some seaweed that any 
kid could have swum out of. But he gets caught in, yeah, the, sure. in the seaweed. <laughs> and the mermaid saves him, right? And yeah. so, but the mermaid is, is weakened. She's, she's up on land and, and she's weakened. So what, what does he do? Roofier, take her to the island. <laughs> what do you, if you see a mermaid, do you, do you take the mermaid away from the ocean? Yeah. Yeah. No, you put it back it, in. It, zo- it zooms in on his hand and there's a ring and he just opens <laughs> it up and pours it in her mouth. Every so, episode of Fantasy so Island what, is just—it's so, a great fantasy. Y'all fucking wild. Y'all so, wild. So he takes—he takes the mermaid away from mm-hmm. the ocean. Smart, right? Yep. Yeah, like you do. Don't want, of it, don't want it to get wet. And <laughs> because I don't want to get he's my chinos wet, but because <laughs> because he's a marine biologist and he's a doctor, he knows what he's doing. He puts her in a bubble bath because she oh, needs the water, mm-hmm. right? Soap will dry out. You know, out. like splash. Like Splash, yeah. yeah. I tried to wash a goldfish once in a bubble bath. <laughs> it did not now, go well. <laughs> they have a conversation about, you need to come with me to the ocean and live with me because I love you and it's going to be great. And they're making it's out and stuff. It's been an hour. And why you've taken sound me like from Donald the place Trump, that Terry. I live. I know, yeah. right? I am hearing yeah, what people you... are saying. So meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> John Saxon's wife is outside. John Saxon's wife's outside in this poorly designed bathroom door. Uh, that's another story. Uh, <laughs> and she can hear what's going on in there. And she knocks on the door and says, well, you've got a woman in there. It's this is terrible. This is terrible. He's like, don't John worry. Saxon's, she don't have a vagina. And John said, well, that we, that's never addressed. Oh, okay. uh, I wish it would have been. I'm surprised it wasn't. But anyway, uh, John Saxon. The, movie, the lighthouse, they do address that. Yeah. So John Saxon stands up. He goes, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, there's nobody in here with me. And there's he turns around. There's just a big old fish. He turns around and the mermaid's gone. And there's just oh. water going down the drain, right? Oh. Oh. So so then he runs out to the ocean and sees her and she's there and she says, Yeah, I'm able to turn into liquid and I, I got away, so everything's fine. Yeah. Like Alex Mack. Naturally. Okay, then. So that's that's how you do it. Come with me to the ocean. Uh you must live with me and they make out some more. And uh then uh John Saxon's wife comes down to the beach and sees them run you know, swimming away. And he's and John Saxon starts to drown again for some reason, but and the mermaid saves she him. Can't swim. She is and then <laughs> and then Mister and then Mister Rourke shows up and says, "Hey, mermaid, we've battled before, and you'd better be good." And so then the mermaid leaves, and John Saxon says, "No, I can't go with you, mermaid. I love my wife." So the lesson here, why their marriage was bad, is because John Saxon's wife wouldn't let him be a marine biologist. She always wanted so much attention, and yeah. they learned their lesson. Wow. Let him do his job, and everything will be fine in the marriage. That yeah. was no, the lesson. It sounds like he's a serial cheater who will no, walk no, away with anybody no. who flashes a titty no. at him. No, I, the lesson is give your man some space. I, give your man that, some space. That was what they were yeah, trying to say. Yeah, she was huh. the issue. She's barely in the episode. <laughs> exactly. She wasn't the issue. It's because <laughs> yeah. he worked all the time. That's yeah. the problem. Marriages are a two-way street. And I heard, Hello. So I, I heard one time yeah, he, a, he fucked a dolphin. They have freeway. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Well, I mean, anyway. he would have got down to the city, of, the lost city of Atlanta, and realized Atlanta? that if Atlanta. he tried to have sex with the mermaid, <laughs> she just lays her eggs in the bed, and he has to just put his sperm all over the so eggs. He's got to jerk off on these eggs. Off on those uh-huh. eggs. You, right? You mean Atlantis? Yeah. No, no, I know what Atlanta. I said. Atlanta. <laughs> Atlantis, <laughs> where the players play, and they ride. But on the best part was the woman who played the mermaid. They literally glued her hair down on her nipples so that we couldn't see her nipples. Yeah, Sounds hot. 
she was braless, but they were so clearly glued down. Yeah. She couldn't look up. She could not look up. So she anyway. was like the the Batman Tim Burton neck. Yeah, of could not move. Yeah, yeah. no neck um, movement. There, there is one other thing you all need to watch. I'm so surprised you didn't bring it up on your list of things, Carrie. Try and find Disney's release of Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Oh yeah, it's so bad that even Disney pulled it down after oh, about yeah. a couple hours because people were looking at it going, "This looks cheap and shitty." Oh, and yeah, it looks they got terrible. Corny, corny Disney actors going, "Ah, this is so great! I love everything about this. This is so amazing." <laughs> and then some like, Twilight lady comes out and sings a song, and they're all like, yeah. "Ooh, this is like." It was you the kid from adventure. the. It was the kid from the Goldbergs who looks really weird without his glasses on. It, yeah, it, oh, it just, yeah. And he was yeah, just Disney Channel acting all over the place, and it it literally looked like uh, what oh, was, it was that terrible? What was that Max Power thing where you'd shoot at the TV? Yes, it uh, looked like it looked like sets from that, but they want it, you to pay six thousand dollars to stay. It's, there. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. You shouldn't show us anything because it's not done yet. Yeah. Wait for it no. to get done. You've no. already sold it. It's booked out six months. You're fine. Don't worry. I don't think it is anymore. <laughs> yeah, people are like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> All right, for, uh, game uh, for people in the chat that aren't getting the the Lost City of Atlanta reference. It's from you need to watch more future Futurama. No, I well, I knew him, I knew what you were doing, but I just wanted, we talked about Ursher, and I just wanted uh, maybe think sure. about Atlanta. I think all the games are out, right, Tony? Uh, there's a couple to mention. The Final Fantasy VII remake is getting a PC release next week. That was Ooh. announced at the Game Awards show. It's so good. Yeah, it looks amazing. Um, and it it was pretty dang good on the PS4 and the PS5. So now it's going to be on PC. Uh, also, a game that looks kind of cool coming out called The Gunk, and if you have Game Pass, it's for you have it included in your in your uh, what do you call hey. it subscription right there. And then uh, that's really about it. Those are the those are the two that I wanted to mention. But uh, I do want to go back to very briefly what Lee mentioned earlier about the Game Awards. Go check out some of the stuff that was announced <laughs> during that. Uh, uh, Yes, too long, three-hour show. It was about an hour longer than it should have been. But um, they announced some really cool stuff, like they showed more footage for Horizon Forbidden West. That looks amazing. They showed off um, a trailer, you know, a pre-rendered trailer, but still it could be good, of uh, a new Star Wars game called Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah, we were joking about that one. Yeah. Trailers look great. Show me the game. Exactly. Yeah, there was no gameplay or anything like that shown, but... uh, uh, what was oh they showed off some more Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I'm so like, I, <laughs> yeah, I yelled at my TV because I had no idea. I was at a friend's house and that and they were watching the Game Awards and I was like, oh cool. And then I just yelled because I was yeah. so excited. I'm, I can't wait. There was like an electric guitar that was shooting bullets. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're playing you're awesome. playing role playing game characters in a role playing game that Tiny Tina is game master. Yeah, nice. bunkers and badasses. So is the name of it. <laughs> and there was there was a lot of other stuff too that they showed that I just can't remember off the top of my head that looked really good. And then they also had about a one minute long teaser of the new Halo TV show, which damn them for giving me hope that it might be good <laughs> it looked great didn't it it looked really cool yeah. all right <laughs> so there you go uh shannon before you ham us uh just quickly uh you'll notice that the episode is a little long because right after we finish here we're going to an interview that i did earlier in the week with nate beagle who is the voice of crow t robot uh-huh. in the mystery science theater uh, live 
show, and uh, so, so stick around for that. But Mr. B, if you would, please. Okay, you're not going to believe this. But the ham just got this clarinet this morning, okay? <laughs> I ham. Give it a blow. Oh, wait. Oh, the ham don't have a fucking mouth. I'm sorry about that. Someone has to blow the ham. Happy holidays, y'all. <laughs> All right. Somebody nice. has to blow the ham? Those are yeah. famous last words. <laughs> Somebody has to blow the ham. Indeed. Love it. And let me uh, interact with the phone interface. It takes a moment. And uh, Nate Beagle is on the phone. Nate Beagle, who plays Crow, a T-Robot, in uh, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 live time bubble tour show. Good morning, uh, Nate. Uh, Welcome to Salt Lake. Good morning, sirs. How are you? We're fine. (laughs) Just fine. Fabulous. Well, now, this isn't your first time in Utah, Nate, of course. Uh, It is not, actually. This, This year... I spent uh, quite a few months uh, at the beginning of the year uh, hanging out in your beautiful town. What doing? So uh, we were, I was shooting uh, puppeteering for uh, this new series on BYU TV, Nine Years to Neptune. Ah. About a, a, group of, uh, a group of miscreants uh, being uh, <laughs> basically marooned out in space. Uh, on a nine-year mission to gather some life-prolonging dust that, uh, <laughs> that people have unearthed, uh, for lack of a better phrase, that Neptune uh, harbors. And so a lot of people that are very uh, uh, unqualified to be doing such a mission. Um, so, yeah, puppets in space. You call Nate Beagle, I guess. Yeah, well, was apparently it, yes. the moral of this is, that, is it on now, nine years to Neptune? Uh, it is. The full series has compl- has has aired, and you can watch it cool. uh, in in its entirety for free on BYUtv.org. Okay. So I imagine your parents were thrilled when you said, uh, "Mom, Dad, I want to be a puppeteer." I... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It is. It is. It garners. It definitely garners some uh, some looks. Like, oh, uh, okay. Well, um, sure. Thankfully, <laughs> my parents are immensely supportive, and was like, "Well, at least he's not." super into other it could be worse yeah could be worse could be a juggler <laughs> right which i also <clears throat> do of course you're one of them kids ain't you i'm one of them one of them theater folks yes, theater people. a lot of uh, <laughs> was born in the wrong decade <laughs> now, are, now are you the third or fourth person to play crow um so officially i would be the Fifth uh, performer of Crow T Robot. Um, that includes uh, so Trace Beaulieu was mm-hmm. the originator of Crow and on Bill, the KTMA days yeah. into the Comedy Central days, and then Bill Corbett uh, took over for Crow on the Sci-Fi Channel days, and then uh, on the resurgence on the Netflix, uh, Hampton Yunt mm-hmm. plays Crow T Robot, and on the last, yeah. the first two live tours. Uh, very talented puppeteer performer Grant Pachoco played Crow T Robot. Yes. And so I am officially number five. Number we sh- five. We should point out that this show is coming to the Eccles uh, Theater this coming Tuesday, December 14th, 8 p.m. Tickets are available. Uh, just go to live at the Eccles.com. Uh, but uh, tell. Tell us what the what the show is like with the uh, time yeah. bubble. Tour. I mean, people are familiar with Mystery Science Theater 3000, where you know the puppets and and the host riff on a movie. But this is a live stage show, and you do riff on a movie. 
Correct. Yeah, it's basically the, the live version. We really try to bring the, the TV show from out of the TV and just live in front of you. So it's very much our, our version of, of the show, the Time Bubble Tour, is very much the, the TV show live in front of you uh, with, with a, little bit more, a little bit more to do. The, 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 basic, the last tour, I was joined uh, with, with the show uh, on the last tour, and we actually played the Eccles mm-hmm. uh, two years ago yeah. um, with the great cheesy movie Circus Tour. And that was a new conceit that Joel Hodgson had that he really wanted to bring the bots from outside of the desk. Those of, mm. those of uh, you who are familiar with the show, you know, the, 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 the bots are puppeteered from just behind the mm. desk or behind the, the theater seats in the, in the, the yeah. theater. And he really wanted for the live version to like, let's take advantage of this space, of this live space, and have them, we want Crow to walk around or and he ride did. a unicycle. Really? Or we and want, he did. And it was want, amazing. Or we want Tom Servo to actually fly around. Yeah, exactly. And we did. And we wanted Tom Servo, you know, everyone knows that Tom can fly, but in very few instances you actually see him fly in the show. So yeah, that... uh, using the magic of, of, of puppetry on stage, um, and we were able to achieve that. And so through that, we really wanted to – so the, our segments, our host segments, as it were, mm-hmm. the breaks in between the movies that we watch – um, there's a lot of really fun extra interaction and movement mm-hmm. and things that the bots can do. What's what's the movie? Can you tell us? <laughs> sure, the movie that we are ripping I'm, I, is I, I watched the trailer. 1980. Yeah, you, have, you saw the trailer for the oh, movie. Oh God, this looks awful. <laughs> I I cannot oversell enough how awful this movie is. It is it is so fascinatingly bad. 1986. Making Contact, directed by the Disaster King himself, Roland Emmerich. Oh, oh wow. Oh, lovely. Of Independence Day fame and Day After yeah. Tomorrow, you know, who became, you know, the, the Disaster Movie King. Making um, Contact. Okay. Making Contact. It's a movie made in the mid-80s in Germany, <laughs> and it is basically every, up to that point, somebody said, you know, that's Steven Spielberg. He makes some great films. There's some really interesting things that that guy does. Yeah, Let's take all of it yeah. and mix it up together in a really crappy blender and see what happens. <laughs> and so it's basically every Spielbergian trope up huh. to that mid-80s point mixed together. Oh, my gosh. In it's, a really disturbing smoothie. It's just terrible. Uh, <laughs> so it's just lo- terrible. It's this, uh, this Tuesday, right? Tuesday yeah, this night. At the Eccles, and uh, we've got some yeah. tickets. Now, you can get your tickets at live at the Eccles.com, but we've got some to give away right now. And we'll, mm-hmm. If no- you text the word CROW, C R O W, CROW to 33986, uh, you have a chance to win. Yeah, a chance to win. We've now, got some. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask you is my favorite character in the show Gypsy? Is, is well, Gypsy in the show? Gypsy is, 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 has uh, grown now, hasn't. Uh, Hasn't she? Yes, Gypsy. Gypsy has evolved uh, from the show. She mm-hmm. is now uh, under the moniker GPC, and they have uh, they've. She's basically slimmed down. She's kind of, uh, uh, yeah, evolved into a more movable mm. uh, form. So she's a little bit more slender, um, and and 
a lot more has a little bit more uh, more brain capacity. Yeah, than so she did in she's the no longer interview. a vacuum cleaner <laughs> pose. She's no longer a vapid vacuum cleaner. That's yeah, correct. Right, but... She now has a lot more a uh, lot more intelligence and wherewithal. And uh, a little bit of a teaser. She uh, she also gets to riff uh, quite a little bit with oh, us cool. on the tour. So and she's able. To... You get so your favorite character is is definitely. Throughout this show, much more than she ever has. Been. That's great. It's a it's a great show. If you're uh, even if you're not a fan of Mystery Science Theater, I've never heard of it. I'd like to take some newbies uh, yeah, to just this. Go see it. To Absolutely. See it. Could I share with you like a really quick story? Sure. The uh, like the basically that we've we've seen all of the camps, the camp, the hardcore fans of the TV show that know it inside and out have yes. many episodes memorized. Yes. Love this stage show. Mm-hmm. You have the casual fans that were like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember walking in at like 4 a.m. really wasted and seeing those guys like <laughs> point at the screen. That was pretty funny. I remember that. They love this live show. And then there's the people that have have never heard of it. Gone this last 30 plus years completely off of their radar mm-hmm. and have come in completely cold, not knowing what to expect, have no idea what's happening and absolutely love it. So right. kind of across the board, it's been checking off everybody's little boxes. There. Well, Nate, thank you so much. I think you're going to have a good show on Tuesday nights uh, here at the Eccles Theater, live at the Eccles.com for tickets. And uh, Nate, have a Patrick Swayze Christmas. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I always do. I always do. It's the greatest time of year. It is. <laughs> See you later. Thank you, Nate. All right. Talk thank you, you friends. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.